0: Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. Hey guys, Terry here from the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Today it is going to just be me, as most of the other uh, Teen Financial Freedom uh, members and team members are. Are busy today. Uh, so I guess this is going to be a first of its kind on the podcast, a solo episode, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, I think it'll be all right, because I sure can blab once I get on a topic. Uh, and this will just mostly be me just blabbing away. So we'll see. The topic I had in mind for today was really just originated from a really fascinating call I had with a mentor. And so I'll give a little context and um, background for this story here. So... For one of my classes in, in college, uh, Give, Save, and Spend, it's a basically a higher level personal finance class of a sorts taught by a fantastic professor. And in the class is a little program or something he sets up to where each student is matched up with a mentor. And uh, the professor that's teaching it works at a local bank in Kentucky. A lot of his fellow employees and coworkers uh, signed up for, I don't know, this little program to be mentors for the different students in the class. And I got matched up with a great guy. I had gone on a trip to Puerto Rico with earlier in the year. I guess it was 2021 for, for some reason. I was thinking that I went in 2020 because um, it felt like it was ages ago, but yeah, I guess it was 2021. So anyways, um, met this guy, Mr. Joe, super cool dude. And we had our first like mentorship call a couple of weeks ago actually on a Saturday morning as I, this is also a Saturday as I record this. So yeah, it was exactly like two or three weeks ago. And anyways, in it, we were talking about kind of Joe's background, you know, his time in college, how he transitioned to the workforce, but more specifically his productivity tips or how he's managing his time, how his routines basically changed as he moved from college to the workforce uh, and different things like that, because I was struggling and I still am. I always have been struggling with, you know, the topic of time management and productivity and getting tasks done and managing projects and things like that. So I was asking for his advice on that. And as we ended the meeting, he left me with this really interesting nugget that really caught my attention and kind of opened up a whole new topic for me. I had never even considered before that I'm actually pretty excited about. And so I'm, I'm hoping I'll, Develop it more in my own life, and then I can create some more content on that, whether it's more podcast episodes or blog posts. We'll see. The thing he told me was I'm, I'm trying to remember how exactly he said it. I'll, I'll probably butcher it. So I'm sorry, Mr. Joe, but it was essentially something to the effect of mon- ma- managing one's time and one's money is very similar. Time management, money management have a lot of principles in common, or in effect, basically, you should manage your time the same way you manage your money. And the reason that kind of caught my attention was because, as I'm sure most of you know, I'm a little young guy here creating content on personal finance stuff. I've been a personal finance nerd for several years now. So I've read books, I've read podcasts, or listened to podcasts, read blog posts, uh, basically consumed personal finance content and other investing and business content like crazy. I am basically just jumped into the, the whole world of... Uh, I don't know what you would call this. Uh, I don't know if there's an umbrella term for entrepreneurship, investing, and personal finance, but if there is one, whatever that is, so <laughs> I obviously love it. I, you know, that's that's my that's my jam. So I know a lot about budgeting systems and money management principles and rules and principles for investing in the in the market to not lose money, to manage one's emotions, et cetera, et cetera. And it surprised me because while that area of my life is Doing just fine, my time management, my productivity, getting tasks done, managing projects, getting homework turned in on time, and everything that I'm sure you guys can relate with productivity and you know work wise has always been a struggle for me. And I might give a little bit more of a backstory there in a second. Then it really made me question. Okay, so if that's true, and it honestly sounds like it is, because as the more I think about it, the more it applies both money and time are limited resources. And they honestly do have very similar management principles. It made me ask, so why am I not using the same type of principles that I use to manage my money to manage my time? I was like, that's really interesting. And so funnily enough, I just recently, I don't know if it's published yet, but I just recently put out a blog post about how I use, or I use video games in a sense as kind of a laboratory to test of like uh, life principles for success, success principles. And it's it's more of a lighthearted um, blog post on how I try to um, use video games in a more slightly productive way by making sure when I'm playing, I'm being intentional by spending time with friends while I'm playing, whether it's friends that aren't in the state, like I don't have access to in real life anymore because they might've moved or something, or whether it's just, the way I go about playing video games is more intentional. And that sounds kind of funny because I'm not I'm not trying to justify it saying like oh, video games is the key, key to success, even though you have examples like you know Ninja and some other incredible content creators who've made fortunes for themselves. Most of what I'm just trying to say is like this unique way I've taken on video games. And so actually by looking at a tool, I'll explain in a minute that I use in video games. And then what Mr. Joe said about managing one's time. I actually kind of created a hybrid tool of sorts that um, I've been using for only a couple of days now because I just had this idea recently, but I've seen some initial su- success with it and I'm really excited for what that's going to bring. So before I get into that though, I want to bring you guys through a quick journey of kind of what my backstory on productivity has looked like. And it's this. So around the age of 12, 13, I started getting interested in personal finances and that whole world that I've already, you know, talked about a million times before. And that's kind of, and what goes hand in hand with managing one's personal finances is because it's a slightly more mature subject that most really young kids don't get into at that age, or most, most people don't get into at that age. Um, There was kind of like this uh, second topic that kind of came along with it. And that's productivity. And what I mean by productivity is basically the routines and habits one has in their life and the principles they have in their life and the systems they have in their life to do things, to get things done, to do things well, and to make progress on a consistent basis to reach success in whatever area of life they are striving for or, what, or to reach whatever definition of success they have. Um, so that's basically my, my how I define productivity or getting things done per se. When I'm talking about productivity, I'm not trying to, I'm not talking about being like a workaholic where you're working all the time and sacrificing family and fun. Um, What I'm talking about is basically the opposite. And this, I'm not calling other teens out because I do, I've done this so many times myself. But what I'm talking about is the opposite of waking up on a Saturday or a day with no school. Maybe it's a sun, like a, maybe it's a summer day or something and waking up and having no goal for the day. Slipping into like 1 p.m., lounging around, scrolling on you know, your phone for hours, maybe getting a little bit of motivation to go up, like and get up and eat something or, I don't know, take the dog outside or whatever. You go back inside and you're like, yeah, oh, my friends are hopping on games. I might as well hop on with them. And maybe you get one or two like, tasks done or like, say if you have homework due on Monday, you might get something done. But you do it at like 2 a.m. and then you get to bed late and then you wake up super late the next day and it's like this vicious cycle. I'm imagining that I'm not the only one who struggles with that. And nonetheless, it's incredibly frustrating for me because as a guy who was studying personal finance at a young age, I became aware of the fact that most, like the vast, vast majority of successful successful business people, if not all of them, of successful business people, of wealthy people, is that their days don't look like that. Their days are structured. They have... A plan. They execute the plan. They make sure they're getting things done that they need to get done. That doesn't mean they're workaholics. There are some workaholics that are wealthy, but that doesn't mean overwhelmingly that if you're a workaholic and you're wealthy, you're happy. Uh, I would probably argue slightly against that. But ultimately, I knew in, I knew in my head that in order to reach financial freedom, I can't be wasting my time and lounging on the couch all the time. But what would frustrate me is I would write something down. I would have a to-do list, or I would have a project I'm trying to a project I'm trying to make progress on. And a Saturday would roll around, and it would be a fantastic day to get a bunch done. And I wouldn't. I would waste all that time, and aggravate me to no end. I was so frustrated with myself because I knew what I needed to do, but there's a disconnect between my head knowledge and my I don't know, physical actions, or whatever you call that. Between there was a disconnect between what was in my head and what I was actually doing. And that was, that was incredibly frustrating because I kind of knew what I needed to do, but I didn't know how to do it. I had to get myself to stop doing the opposite. That's basically my backstory, basically the frustration. And that was something that would happen kind of over and over and over. And the general cycle would be, I would have a fairly unproductive two weeks. At the end of the two weeks, I would get super frustrated with myself. Say after it's a, Say it's like a Friday... I get some work done in the throughout the day, but the majority of it say like 60%, 70% is spent kind of wasting time. And before that, there was like two weeks-ish of, of most of, of uh, days on average like that. So generally, what it would look like for me is I would go through two weeks of a fairly unproductive routine, life habits, things like that. And then I would get super frustrated one day and implement or try to find a new solution or implement like a new, you know, download an app and try something try something new and try to fix my solution. Um, And that would work for about a week and then I would fall off that. And then the cycle would repeat. So it would look like two weeks of average work, like average work or productivity and quite a bit of unproductivity and wasting time. And then about a week, week and a half of getting a lot of things done. And then I would get tired or bored or something. And then I would go back to wasting time. And it was kind of the cycle that repeated itself. So that's the that's the backstory of basically the macro look at how my life was for several years, and to an extent, even still is today. Though I think I've gotten a little bit better, just a little bit. I'm making progress. And so what I'm what I'm going to be talking about in this episode, I'm by no means positioning positioning myself as an expert in time management or productivity. And I'm you know there are people that are people out there that are infinitely more product uh, productive and successful than I am. But I'm just sharing. My journey from a very frustrating starting point to kind of where I am today and the the hope and the hope I'm discovering and the the new tools and strategies I'm using to to make progress. That cycle started to break itself when I started having weekly um, accountability calls with Jacob. And basically, they're, they're really simple. I would just hop on a call. We, we found a common time that worked for both of us. We hopped on a call um, and we hop on a call every week. Uh, right now, it's usually Sundays, but we hop on around Sunday and then we go over how the last week went and if we met our goals. And if not, we pay each other money. <laughs> and Jake was making bank off me. <laughs> that's, another, that's another story. <laughs> but we talk about our, our last week's goals and how it went and if we completed them. And if we do, like if we did complete them, then we don't have to pay money, but if we fail them, then we have to pay money, and uh, it, the money depends on how much we designate for for that task. Usually, it ranges from about three to ten dollars. Uh, however, there was this one week when there was a task I was wanting to be. I wanted to be absolutely certain I got done, and I bet a hundred dollars that I would get it done for the next week, and I almost failed it. And that was really interesting to me because one would think that by Ten xing the amount of money I put up, I put on the table when it's normally ten dollars, I put hundred dollars that I still procrastinated I still killed time and I still waited until the night before and busted it out like a few hours before the call and so ultimately yes, I did get it done, but it not it did not produce the true results I was looking for, which were motivation and a, and a productive day, getting it done earlier in the week so I didn't have this poor work routine of you know waiting for a deadline and busting the workout right beforehand so all that to say that was a um that was a new change i made about six seven was it six months ago i forget how many weeks i've been doing this maybe it's three months ago Man, time flies it's crazy anyway that was a new that was something new we implemented and i didn't i mean, i've seen success on certain weeks and then other weeks i would completely fail and that would frustrate me because I was like, why am I failing this? You know, why why is this going wrong? Like, I have it, I have like an accountability person, and I'm literally pledging money that I'll get things done, and I'm still not getting things done on on the on the time basis I said I would. And so this is where this is where the accountability thing really came in clutch for me. It wasn't the tasks and this it wasn't how I thought it was. I guess that's what I'm trying to say here. What I thought would happen would be. I set up an accountability call and system with Jacob and that every week I get my three to five tasks done and I have a bunch of motivation to get them done and I get them done with plenty of time before the call, but that's not what happened. The real benefit I saw from the call was I had another person to to hold me accountable to critically looking at how I was approaching things and helping me figure out a solution for that. So after a particularly frustrating week, um, we sat down and basically both agreed Um, that I could do a lot better. (laughs) Jake was really nice about it. Like I'm I'm just teasing, but uh, no, like it was, it was pretty, I was objectively failing over and over. So we asked why. And the conclusion we came to was that I had no basic routine or habits in my basic routines or habits in my life to set myself up for a productive day. So I committed to fixing that. And just around the time we came to that conclusion, I had finished the book called the motivation myth. By Jeff Hayden great book really simple fast read and I put together and that's a whole nother podcast like I could I actually the day I set that habit system up for myself I think I recorded like a two hour it was either one or two hours I sat down and recorded a voice recording of where I was talking out everything and why I was setting it up the way I did I said it to like one or 2 a.m that night and yeah that just yeah that's a that's a whole nother subject. Not even going to delve into how I set the habit up, but the habits were successful. Um, They're really simple. I got them done. And particularly my reading one I've done for, I think over 60 days in a row now. So I have a 60 day streak on it of reading at least a page every day, sometimes more like 10 pages or 50 pages. Um, But I average at least a page. And so at least I get some progress done on reading every single day later. I want to up that, but then again, that's getting to my, Habit system. I'm not going to talk about that here. But anyways, so Jake was able was able to help me identify a hole in my in my system and my life. I guess of that there was no structure to it. There was there was no baseline foundation, something I could rely on, something I did every day that would support success for the rest of the day. So he helped me set that up, and then we got to set up. Um, I saw initial progress. I made some decent tra- or had you know decent traction. And then ultimately, I hit another roadblock. I still wasn't in the place um, work wise where I wanted to be. So I had to, again, sit down with Jacob and look at, look at what I was doing and ask her, you know, we had to ask the question, okay, so what is missing here now? And what we concluded was there was no task management system. Like I had to do lists on my phone, I had them on paper, I had them on this app called Notion, I had them on other to do list apps, like it was everywhere. My projects were scattered. I didn't know what was most important, what needed to get done today. And I didn't know what had deadlines and I was just very scattered. Which for a guy who's also been alongside reading personal finance and things like that, has also been reading productivity books and blog posts and studying that stuff for quite a while now, uh, was quite ironic that I was reading all that, studying all that and I still had nothing set up for myself. So and that alone, that task management system we set up alone it and it of itself alone is also a whole nother podcast episode of the process I went through there because I had tried to set up many, many different systems like it and had failed in the past. So that would be interesting to evaluate what I did differently, why I set it the way I did and how I uh, continued to stick with it. And anyways, that I saw fantastic um, progress and gained a lot of traction from, from that solution there. And that has helped a lot with um, getting things done on a daily basis. Um, And and I still even use it today. And I think it's one of the best things that I've gotten out of the accountability system. The current, I guess, little breakthrough or progress I had in, in, um, in my productivity systems. And it goes back to what I was talking about video games earlier. A little context for this is I play a game called Valorant. And I'm really bad at it. And uh, when I started the game, it was my first first person shooter game I'd ever played. Besides Fortnite, but regard Fortnite is um, the type of game that Valorant is. So it's similar, but not quite. I would call Fortnite more like one of the first actual games i ever played but i was playing on my phone and like an ipad so even then i was only doing it for fun with friends so i was never any good at video games i pick up Valorant though and i pick it up with friends and uh really enjoy the game but i'm really bad at it so that led me to ask okay how can i get better at Valorant? and i ended up doing a bunch of research watching a bunch of videos and the conclusion i came to was all the best players said well first off all the best players got to where they were because of the time and uh, intensity they put into it, but also because of the systems they had in place to evaluate themselves to um, track their progress to make sure they were practicing the right things. And they also said that one one the one thing they all said in common that lower players could do to improve themselves was to ask that the uh, two critical questions. Every time they died in the game, not in real life. <laughs> every time they died in game, they needed to ask, why did they die? And how could they prevent it in the future? And while I haven't stuck religiously to that, it ended up in me implementing a system I had found from another Valorant player that had a spreadsheet that basically tracked the result of every competitive game he played. In Valorant, there's two different general game modes. There's a whole bunch of them, but two main ones, unrated and competitive or ranked. And basically the difference is unrated has no penalty for winning or losing, ranked. Does. You either go up in rank or you lose rank. So this guy tracked the results and the outcome of every competitive game he played. He put in his KDA, kills, deaths, assists. And so he tracked some basic info. And then he also tr- um, recorded each game or recorded as many as he wanted to and would link the recording in the spreadsheet. And then he also would write notes um, on every single game. And what really fascinated me about that was, I don't know, just the system in general. It was a spreadsheet. I love spreadsheets. I'm a spreadsheet nerd. So I ended up copying the spreadsheet, making a few adjustments for for myself and implementing it. And actually, I have it up right here. Let me check. But I will say that the professional's device advice and this system have worked quite well because I've tracked over 156 games uh, that I've played since I started tracking. And... I started in bronze three, downranked to bronze two, which I'll let you guys look at the Valorant ranking system on, on your own. But if you know have any idea what I'm talking about, I was I started bronze three, downranked to bronze two. And today I'm halfway through silver two, um, which is one, two, three, like four rank-ups. I'm almost my fifth rank up. And this is my peak rating. So by any means am I saying that this is like a it's it's not a hack to win. Uh, it's really slow, but it's tried and true. Showing and presenting true growth. And I, I know it sounds like I'm nerding out over this video game here, but this is critical because the the principle I applied to Valorant to get better is the same exact thing that I realized I could have been applying this whole time to my personal life. And while I do or while I did in the past, it was very inconsistent. After the two week cycle or after the two weeks time span of a pretty frustrating unproductive time that one day when I would um, get really frustrated and make a radical change and implement a new system and be productive for a week and a half during that time, I would always look back and evaluate what I did wrong um, and why, and why I did it. Most often I had the difficulty discerning why I knew what, but I didn't know why, but I have countless journal entries and voice recordings and other things of me trying to talk it through and figure it out. So I was applying a similar principle in the past, but it was very inconsistent. And so anyways, after the, this is now looping back way, way back to the beginning of this call when I was talking about Mr. Joe and the idea he gave me about managing time the same way you manage money. The idea that, that, that occurred to me was I'd, I had this incredible system for managing and tracking my progress in Valorant and seeing how I progress and where my mistakes are, what my failures are. So I can critically evaluate them and fix them. Why don't I have something like that for my personal life, like for myself? And so what I ended up creating in, this is is such a nerd. I I laugh about it when I talk about it out loud because it's just, it sounds so bizarre. (laughs) Like how would I even think of this? But it's, but it's really fascinating. Um, What I ended up creating was a simple notion system and notion is a, a really cool app I enjoy using. I highly recommend you check it out. But it's basically like a spreadsheet plus to-do list plus plus um I don't know calendar. It's it's like it's, it's a whole bunch of tools wrapped into one. But I use their spreadsheet function to create a simple database that asks myself um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven questions. So it's called a productivity log, and. Basically, how it works every single day at the end of the day, I pull it up and I put the date in. Then I then I enter how many hours I spent on productive things that day. So if I was gonna compare this to Valorant, that would be say my kills. Basically, the kills are the thing that help your you know team win the game. So it's kind of like the the plus, right? It's the green. Um, it's that's the positive. Not that killing people is positive, don't misinterpret that. <laughs> you get you know what I'm saying. Like the, the part where you help your team achieve the objective is the positive. And in this case, the positive is my work. So um I enter how many hours I worked for the day. And then I also enter necessities. Necessities, now this is kind of unique to, to life. Um, but necessi- excuse me, necessities are the things like sleep, food, exercise hygiene, the very basics you need to like survive as a human being, um, those are kind of like non-negotiables. Like no one really cares how much time, like no one really gets on you for cutting back that time because like that's stuff you need to, you need to survive. Obviously if you're sleeping 14 hours a day, there might be an issue there, but no one's going to like yell at you for sleeping eight hours a day and getting the sleep you need. Right. So I don't beat myself. Like I don't even evaluate that category of time unless it's something completely out of whack. But necessities is like sleep, uh, eating, hygiene, exercise, all those things. Then I also have one called relationships, which basically just means time spent with other people that I spend intentionally with those people to build a relationship. That's something I just leave as is. just not a very critical one for me to look at either. Obviously, if I'm spending eight hours a day (laughs) with other people or doing other things, then I got to evaluate how I'm spending that time with them, whether it's productive relationship building or if I'm just you know, wasting time at a mall with a bunch of friends for eight hours a day, which would be kind of bizarre. I didn't go to the mall, but you know, you get the point. And then the the fourth category I have is breaks and fun. And this one is critical. This is like your deaths in Valorant. It's your mistakes. Um, however, I call it breaks and fun. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it can definitely cripple you. As in it's the this the way I have it set up, it's a way for me to track how much time I'm wasting and when I'm taking breaks and to evaluate the purpose of those breaks. So breaks and fun in and of themselves aren't bad they're necessary they're necessary for a good standard of living and you know keeping yourself healthy and relaxed and just enjoying life if you're working all the time you're gonna hate life unless your work is fun, but you know, that's another story. So this, this key category here is key for me evaluating the overall productivity of my day. Um, And then ultimately I have another column that I wish I could show this to you guys as a visual, um, but this is a podcast. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll write a podcast or a blog post on it and put a screenshot in there. But then there's a, another column that says total hours and adds all those hours up and as long as it's not over 24 hours then we're fine and because if it's over 24 hours i've obviously mistracked something and i've done more than i can in a day um which don't get don't get me wrong that's not saying you can't get a lot of work done in the day i'm saying i spent more time on things in a day than there was time to spend on it so as long as it's not over 24 hours then we're good and the closer you can get to 24 hours, the better, because that means you tracked your time more accurately. And then at the very end, I put, a, I put some notes on how that day went, what went well, and what went bad. And this is exactly the key thing that helped me rank up in Valorant, like four or five ranks, since I started the system like a few months ago. And this is really where the bread and butter of the system is and why I'm so excited about it. Because what this productivity log does is it tells me the date Okay, so it tells me which day I'm tracking here. Oh, and one thing I'll mention is there's also like an evaluation tab where I can rate the day and how I feel about it on a scale of one to five stars. But there's an evaluation tab so I can see how I overall feel like I did that day according to what my expectations for the day were, what the date was, but then how much time I spent on productive things, on necessities, on relationships, friendships, building like spending time with people, and then how much time I spent on other things like fun, on breaks, if I wasted any time. And then I can see what the total tracking or the total time track that day was. And most importantly, I can see what the notes on that day were. And so I can see, and this is what I use in Valinor all the time. After a game ends, I punch some notes into the notes section of my tracker. And then I see what I did well and what I did wrong, or what I did badly, poorly. And going to the next game, then I can change that. I won't make the same mistakes. Or if I do, I do it less often. And that's been key and critical for me making the progress I have. So I'm trying to, hopefully this isn't too confusing to you, but I'm trying to draw the parallels of how I had a system for a completely different area of life, Valorant. That's kind of been fun. It's nerdy. It's you know unrelated to productivity. But I was able to pull the system and a little nugget of wisdom uh, Mr. Joe gave me a long time ago not a long time, excuse me, a couple of weeks ago, and combine them and create a smaller, simple productivity system or a productivity log to ultimately do two simple things. Track some basic data for a given day and evaluate how, how that day went so I don't repeat the same mistakes the next day. Now, this is something that's probably specific to me as a as a nerd, but what I want to emphasize is the underlying principle of evaluating what you do on a given day, evaluating your failures, evaluating your successes, and making note of those so you don't repeat the same failures. That's that's the real key here. That's, um, that's the solution in a sense to all my frustration in the years I spent going in and out of a two- Two year, or sorry, uh, the years I spent going in and out of a cycle of two weeks unproductive, one and one, one and a half weeks productive, and that was repeating itself over and over and over. And the reason I couldn't break out of it, of I was couldn't fix it per se, was because I wasn't stepping back and eval- I was let me clarify. I was stepping back and evaluating what I was doing wrong, but I wasn't properly evaluating why I was doing it and how to fix it and to implement a a long-standing solution. And I wasn't doing that consistently. I would do it every once in a while, but I wasn't doing it consistently. And so this concept really links back to a book I talked about in a previous podcast episode called uh, something about like Ray Dalio's five-step or feedback loop, five-step feedback loop or something like that. It's on his book, Principles. And in it, he talks about how to make progress in life, the more successful you'll be depends on how, Quickly, you go through a feedback loop of setting a goal, trying to achieve the goal, encountering the problem, but solving the problem, figuring out why there's a problem, and then implementing a new plan and making new progress towards that goal. And it's the quicker you can complete that loop over and over and over, the more success you'll make and faster. So um, I know I dumped a lot on you guys there. I don't know how long I've been recording here for I think it's probably been close to 40 minutes, which definitely supports my theory earlier in the episode that I can blab (laughs) because man, can I blab? And I know I've dumped a a lot in you guys, but hopefully this helped you see a little bit from my perspective of how I've been approaching this really frustrating issue for myself and how I've started to finally make progress on it. I'm just gathering some things in my head, how to kind of give you like a TLDR, too long, didn't read, or too long, didn't listen to everything. If I had to summarize everything, it would be, if you're feeling frustrated, if if you're aggravated that you're not getting things done, or you're wasting a lot of time, or you're really just bored, or you're just encountering, encountering any issue in life, ask yourself why, or first ask yourself what, identify what the problem is. Ask yourself why you're encountering that problem, why that problem has occurred. And then ask yourself how you can avoid that in the future, how you can solve the problem. And that's critical. That principle there is key for success because failure is inevitable in life, but it's how you handle the failure that determines whether you'll be a success or not, or whether you'll turn that failure into a success or a learning experience. If you learn from the failure, You'll make progress quicker. However, if you're like me for first several years when I was learning these things, I didn't learn from my failures in a reliable way. What needed to happen for me to do that was to put some systems in place. And those systems were daily habits, daily routines that I stick to religiously. I'll stay up as late as I need to get them done, but also a management system to manage my tasks and my projects and know what things were due when. And then a productivity system or log, I should say a productivity log to evaluate how I did on any given day, where I failed, and how I can fix those failures the next day. And if you think about it, those three things I implemented all fix problems that occurred as I was getting started. As I started my accountability call with Jacob, or my accountability call system with Jacob, a problem occurred that I had no structure to my day. So we asked why, and we solved the problem. The problem was, well, I already said it. It's kind of being redundant here, but the problem was there was no structure to the day. What's the solution? Some basic habits, reading, exercise. I'm trying to remember what the other ones off the top of my head are, but whatever they are. <laughs> um, basically, these other fundamental habits I implemented, we put those in. Now my day had, re- had structure and routine, but there was no goal, no plan for the day. So what was the solution there? The solution was a task management system, which I spent time with Jacob building in Notion, which is an app of my choice. And it turned out really well. Um, Then I encountered another issue. Well, that issue was, well, I had a goal. I had a plan for the day and it failed. I didn't get anything done or I got very little done. However, on this other day, I got a lot done. And this day I got some done. It was kind of fluctuated. So then the problem occurred that I mean, then the, the problem was that I couldn't see or track how I was doing any, any given day and I wasn't consistently evaluating that day's successes and failures. So what was the solution for that? Well, it was a simple productivity log to track the time spent on four different key areas of life and then in a notes section to take notes on how, how the day went. That way I could evaluate successes and failures have a history, a log of those to look over if I ever forgot. And then I can implement new solutions for new problems that occur. And so really this productivity log will turn into kind of like a receipt-based system for myself of remembering and seeing visually all the different problems that occurred and how I plan to solve them. And so these three systems are going to work in sync with each other. Oh, and I should note, by the way, for the product for the productivity log, I use Google Calendar to track basically the time I spend in different areas of life, and that's a whole other podcast episode. I like how in the in this episode here, this one, I first off went on a 40-ish, 50-ish minute rant on a million different things by my sole solo, hardly stopping, and then came up with like four or five different new podcast episode ideas. It's kind of fun to me. But yes, I use Google Calendar to track my time. But the productivity system now has three or four different components that work in sync with each other to solve different issues. I would never have gotten here without critically analyzing and being objective, objectively analyzing my failures, I'm not sugarcoating it and saying, well, I didn't feel like doing it. You know, That's why. I mean, I, you know, it was just a hard day. I didn't want to get much done without cutting myself any slack, I looked at it and said, I failed. Why? How can I fix it? And a key component in me doing that properly was having another person. And that was Jacob. Jacob to hold me accountable to critically analyzing myself and to figuring out a solution for each problem. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap the episode up here. I hope this has provided a little bit of insight and a little bit of hope for you guys to not necessarily copy me, though you're more than welcome to implement things you liked from my system into your own life, but to figure out ways to use the underlying principle to set up your own systems, your own trackers, your own logs, your own apps to make consistent progress in life in the areas of life that you want. And maybe you find a buddy to do it with because that makes the journey a whole lot better. But uh, with that, I'm going to go and wrap up here. Maybe I'll, Jump back on for another solo rant later on on a different topic, like how I set up my habits and kept to those consistently, because those in, in and of themselves were a whole host of issues and something I struggled to do properly for years. And I finally started to make a little traction there. So that could be an interesting podcast episode as well. But more likely than not, I'll end up hopping back on here with someone else who will have a cool conversation about it. So with that, guys, uh, if you listen to this entire thing, Mad respect to you. I am very surprised. Hopefully it helped. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you have any feedback for me, let me know. Um, I noticed in listening to some previous episodes, my, my mic quality wasn't the best. And I was kind of stumbling and mumbling on some words like I probably kind of did today. So if you guys notice things like that, feel free to DM me on Instagram or shoot me an email. Just address it to Terry, um, but then send it to teenfinancialfreedom.gmail.com critically analyze me. I don't care. I would love to have your feedback. If there's something you're noticing that I could do better on the podcast, on the blog, or in any area, uh, let me know. I'd love to hear, love to hear your feedback. So with that, we'll go and wrap up here and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the teen financial freedom podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. If you could subscribe, leave a review and share this with someone who needs it.